I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS like Craig Carlson, John Rollins, and John Baker. Coming up on TMS, smelling the cantaloupe's butt parts. Scott looks at their melons. Zach Stapanakins. Beautifully done. Star Trek Upper Decker. I watched a child pee. I felt bad for the kid. That's why I'm telling everybody. <laughs> Coming up on uh, what's pre-K called? Bowling Theory 101. Always get melon consent. Pinching a good thick stack. Little Eric, what's his name? <laughs> Me and a dude named Kevin Smoot. A creative nomads of podcasting. Basically heroin with Dan and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. My dairy-based frozen confection creates a focal point to which young males of the species are drawn. They have stated that it is superior to yours. They are correct. It is superior to yours. I could attempt to educate you on the subject, but I would require you to provide monetary compensation. I bless the bears down in Idaho. The Morning Stream. What do you say? We get nipple to nipple. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hello, Brian. Hello. Uh, my milkshake also brings the boys to the yard. Yes, indeed. They live long and prosper. I'm better pretty, than yours. I'm pretty sure it was AI generated, but it was quite good. Oh, it was uh, very good. Yeah, yeah, very well done. Figured, uh, why not play it here? Perfect we actually just it. watched the Strange New Worlds episode that features the uh, the little crossover between uh, Upper Decks or Lower de- Upper Decks, Lower upper Decks, decks. <laughs> Star Trek, Upper Decker, Upper Decker, <laughs> the Upper Decker. So how was? So I know everyone said they've loved it. If you like both shows, how how'd you feel? Did you like it? it oh, good? I loved it. Yeah, that was great. It was extremely well done, and uh, it kind of in the similar vein to Barbie. Uh, it, there was so many ways that that could have ended up being really cheesy and and goofy but it was done extremely well so having not seen it yet uh, yeah. if this is but, a spoiler but wanting, but wanting to be spoiled i can i'll well, finish if, your sentence for you if you don't want to spoil it you don't have to but here's my <laughs> here's my question if is yes. it like um do they how do i even ask this do they try to explain how does animation come up in the conversations, I guess is what I'm saying. Or are they treated like they just it's just a different Star Trek show? It happens to be animated for us, the end user, but in Star Trek world it's just lore. It's just they're 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 people working in in the lower decks in the future, obviously. But uh 
they're they're not animated. Do they get into that, or is that I'm something? Not even, I'm not even going to go into that. Okay. I'll say that I'll say that uh, uh, they all exist in the same universe, and so yeah, there's okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. that, that, that that tells me they because, address it. So that's yeah, good. because there's a great yeah. There's the it, it's the the that episode is just done really really well because it seems uh, really hard to do, and I'm glad to totally. hear that they. Oh my it. gosh, yeah. How do you do something like that, right? How do yeah. you how do you take um like it, it's kind of like how um excited we were when we first saw Ahsoka. Oh, first episode tonight, uh, Ahsoka in uh, live action, Rosaria Dawson in uh, the live action stuff. It's like, oh my god, they did a great job of kind of translating this this um, animated character into a live action thing. Oh, okay. um, that's a good yeah. that's a good uh, a good litmus test, I guess, for yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. Well, so, good. Uh, you know what? Uh, pfft, this seems like an impossible task, and somehow they pulled it off, and I think that's great. So yeah, yeah, good it's a, job. And, and so far, the season's been great, and plenty of. Plenty of Christine Chapel. I'll just how, say that. Oh yeah. How far in uh, are you? How many episodes? Um, I think uh, the one we just watched. I think is episode seven. Let me see here. I can look. I can look on my Apple TV here. I think that's remotely. Right. Seven. Yeah, Sounds we right. just finished episode seven. All right. So, so you're you're on the latter half of that. The back eight, nine. Uh, I think it's. Well, let me see how many episodes. View details. There are a total of 10 episodes, so we have three left. Okay. Hey, you're nearly there. Nearly there. A successful watch of Star Trek coolness. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure I watched a kid pee himself at a, at a soccer game yesterday. <laughs> okay. And uh, the reason well, I'm not right. 100% sure about this is because I just didn't have any kind of confirmation, and nor was I going to seek it out, but... Yeah, we went to Van's. Uh, so Van had a big day yesterday. He had his first day at pre. Uh, I guess what is pre-K called? Uh, there's a word pre-K. for it. Um, um, when you're, when it's not kindergarten, but it's the thing before that. Is it just preschool? Preschool. Yeah, that's what we called it. Just okay. Preschool. I think but, that's what it but was. But I don't know. I don't know the Salt Lake lingo, but uh, we called it preschool here. <laughs> pretty pretty sure it was that was it. <laughs> um, anyway, he was he did that in the morning, and then in the afternoon he starts his new. Uh, city soccer team tournament thing Mm -hmm. and he loves it loved it last year's super stoked to play again so we went out there we're going to try to go to all his games they're all on mondays which is good Mm -hmm. uh, for me so i uh we go out there we're watching him play and of course it's just ridiculous nobody knows what they're doing and you know there's like one kid who's like a really good little soccer player on the on the you know he's got a future in the sport and he's making all the goals (laughs) But everybody else is just kind of dancing around. Van doesn't it's, really care. Yeah, it, it's typically uh, the ball and then a mass cluster of kids all moving around that ball, like from end to end. Yeah, just dancing around it. And Van, yes. in Van's case, he's like encouraging everybody. He's going, get in there. And he's like pointing at the ball, he but he's not kicking it himself because he just doesn't understand that he's supposed to get in the scrum and kick it. Anyway, it's all dumb. Whatever. It's fun. It's a good time. And, uh, Anyway, about midway through this thing, I see a kid run, stop, hold his unit, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, dance around for a second, kind of like do a little bit of like this. Yeah. Then he turns to his mom, tears rolling down his face, Oh. and then ran to her, and I went, yeah, he peed himself. He peed. 
There's yeah. no way you didn't pee. And I felt really bad for this kid. Of course, poor little guy. And no one else noticed. Nobody. I'm not even sure Good. the coach noticed. Good. I think they were all just like too busy watching other. You know, it, it, again, you're corralling chickens, basically. It really, you really are. Yeah, hurting and cats. good. You know, I mean, the kid doesn't need any further like any embarrassment or anything like that. So good. It's good that nobody else noticed. Yeah, and I wanted to run over there and just like give him like a. I don't know. We had cookies or something. Just <laughs> give like, him uh, maybe not a hug, but a, uh, a fist bump from a distance. From a distance. With the yeah. other hand. Which yeah. hand were you? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what hand were you not holding your uh, wet wiener with? Okay, give me that one. <laughs> Good little fist bump that hand. Yeah. But it, but it reminded me some of the most embarrassing childhood experiences that you can have are with kids' sports. If if you're unlucky yeah. enough to have them, like I. I don't know if it's been ages since I told the story on the show. I think I told it years ago, but I, you know, the day we did pictures for our team oh, yeah. just happened to be the yeah. day that I, little Scotty Johnson, didn't wear his underwear. Sneaky nut punch. Yep. So I, and because I'm tall, they had me yeah. kneel down in front of everybody. Uh, of course they did. And yeah. so, uh, you know, there's eight year old Scott with his doodle sticking out. <laughs> and forever to be there and no one caught it during the time nobody said anything after they went and you know this isn't like some digital photo you could like go oh let's go update this this is the right, freaking right. 19 late 70s yeah, there's no, there's, you know there was uh retouching going on somewhere but it wasn't it wasn't on soccer photos uh-uh. <laughs> that was like government you know government spy shit at that time or something <laughs> so yeah so i guess what i'm saying is oh and then then the coach the one year said I had a real rough year that year. I just didn't play very well. It may have been the same year. And he at the trophy thing said, uh, he's like, Billy, uh, Billy, whatever. And he'd come up and people go, yeah, all right, Billy, you did great this year. Another kid would come up. All right, we got a little Eric. What's his name? Yeah, well done, Eric. Uh, Scott Johnson. I'd come up and he'd go, well, at least you showed up. <laughs> and then, I, oh, then my brother just about that. kicked that guy's ass. He was so pissed. So oh. I guess what I'm saying is, it brought a lot of feelings up, you know, yeah, seeing this kid have his little moment of humiliation. And I just kind of went, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been there. Yeah. I don't know. Look, uh, it's an informative, formative time. It's important for kids to, to, you know, I think it's good for them to, to have good recreational competitive moments mm-hmm. like this. It's good for them to learn teamwork, uh, uh, goals like literally it'll help you understand what having a goal means and what you got to do to get there and all that these are all important life lessons but sometimes you pee yourself and sometimes your doodles out and i don't know what else and to tell a, you. you know and those are life lessons too though those are just as important well i'll never do it again i can tell you i learned my lesson exactly yeah that's a <laughs> that's where it goes it's like yeah i think it the, did keep me out of wanting to do sports though for the rest of my really just yeah. the whole exposed yeah. ween thing part wow. of it part of it that part of it was the the coach acting like i barely did anything that season there was just like a combination of things where i'm like i don't want to feel that way ever again that was awful why would um, i want to feel that again so i just you know when people would say hey you want to do tryouts for whatever i'd be like nah i'm good just... Uh, you know, I could see it keeping you out of things like wrestling or or track <laughs> stuff with shorty shorts. Yeah. Maybe uh, don't they wear like full on like head to toe gear and fencing? Maybe maybe fencing is <laughs> where you needed to. I don't go know if our that. school ever had fencing. That would have been cool. I would have done that. That would have been cool. Yeah, we didn't have fencing at ours either. We but weren't think, fancy yeah. enough. We had rich kids no. in our in our school. About half the school was like super rich families, and the other half was like middle class to dirt poor. Yeah, and. uh it never quite got to the level where they got their way to have all their fancy stuff. But the school Alta, which wasn't 
too far from us. It was a big rival of ours. They had fencing. They had all the fancy sports. You know, I think they even had some kind of polo shit going on. Oh, really? Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. And I think the closest we had was golf. We had golf. Yeah, we had uh, we had golf. We had bowling, which was a weird uh, a weird uh, sports oh, course weird. to take. It was the first thing in the morning. Yeah. Of course, I took it. You did? At awesome. Alley. Tell oh, us all about yes. this. How did it go at the bowling? It was great. I mean, basically, you know, they we got coached in bowling, like how to... Uh, how to do simple hooks, how to, you know, what the way to finish a frame, uh, uh, certain spares, the way to pick those up, obviously scoring. But honestly, it was like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we just met at the bowling alley across the street from the school uh, first thing in the morning. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, I feel like... um, I feel like we went to class and just talked about bowling. I can't. It, now that I now that I think about it, it's like what did we do on those days that we weren't uh, at the bowling alley? It feels like we just talked about bowling. Like what do you do? They have like a classroom component, though. Like some kind yeah. of uh, yeah. weird. What would you do in there? I don't know. I don't know if it was like scoring or what do you do if you're not at the bowling alley that is a really weird thing and that was a full-on i swear to god i can't remember what the um i assume it was like pe credit right like uh, yes okay exactly wow it's perfect pe credit for someone like me who really doesn't want to go and play any like uh physical competitive sports no thanks yeah this wasn't my jam i wanted to be in apr all afternoon that's all i wanted to do me and a dude named kevin smoot we were like uh uh, we were like the the um, bowling buddies because he was in the same he was in a lot of the same classes as me, and uh, um, so we'd pretty much hang out all the time. It was like a you know one of your your close friends in those days. Sure. And uh, he had an ulcer, so that was his excuse as to why we had to keep going to Dairy Queen that was also down the street <laughs> from the school and get. Uh, you know, get ice cream. It's like, yeah, I've got an ulcer. It's like, oh, really? And that that makes your ulcer feel better. Which I, I that's what I hear, right? Yeah, the, milk, milk, and dairy milk, get on your ulcers. Yeah. Huh? Well, yeah. it's ultimately bad for it in the long term, but it it is in the right. moment. It is very soothing, is what yeah. I understand. <laughs> wow, and an ulcer in school—that would be rough. God, no kidding. What was that yeah. from? Did he just just nervous kid, or what was his deal? I don't know. Maybe, or maybe it was a um, damn. Uh, what do they call that when you're kind of congenital? defect kind of thing oh could have been yeah yeah oh stomach shit like that when you're young is bad because usually it just oh, gets worse it's know. not going to get much all right exactly by the time you're 25 exactly. you got a colostomy hanging out and you're you know all that yes exactly. uh well, fantastic says kevin smoot did he write the movie clerks <laughs> yes. oh yeah it's yes, your not yes. it's your mexican non-union equivalent kevin smoot chasing chasing omi yeah <laughs> Uh, Pedro and Alicia make a porno or whatever. <laughs> right. uh, that's, you, your, that's your go-to, Kevin Smith. You got. Uh, I couldn't think uh, of anything got, else. What else is uh, there? Uh, all rats. Uh, you've got uh, Tusk. <laughs> I just think of the, uh, all the stupid side, uh, <laughs> like the extreme Jay and ones. Silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like I like to go for the fringe a little bit. Uh, the Smoot character. I knew a Smoot in high school. I wonder if they were related at all. Oh, I knew some smoots. There was the, the smoots up the street that I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't play golf or have ulcers or, or a, a bowl. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so golf, did bowl, did have ulcers. Yeah, nice. um, I got some, we got, some, we got a little uh, something here from Dr. Nikki. We love hearing from Dr. Nikki. Oh, yay. 
Hey, yes. When she's not busy pushing uh, clone sheep out squeezing, the door. Right, exactly. Squeezing brains out of sheep. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she's got other thoughts. Anyway, she listens to the show, and she always has a little thought here and there on something we've said. So today, we're going to find out what uh, her take is about melons, because we talked about okay. melons, like thumping yeah, them, did. that whole thing. Yep, the sound, right, exactly. What, what specifically you're listening for that tells you something is ripe when you thump a melon. Yep, that is the context. So uh, let's let Dr. Nikki... Tell us what's what. Hi, Scott and Brian. Nikki here for the morning stream. I just listened to the episode where you're talking about picking the perfect cantaloupe, and I happen to have much expertise in this milieu. So as you know, I'm Eurotrash, and I grew up in the south of France, and we got most of our vegetables at the farmer's market. And so my grandma, who, you know, is a typical grandma, has a garden full of vegetables and knows everything about fruits and vegetables you could ever imagine, taught me exactly how to pick the right cantaloupe. So first, she says, you have to find the market vendor. And by the way, yes, I know this is not going to have any practical application when you go to like Costco or whatever, but this is just how you do it. You find the market vendor whose head looks like a cantaloupe. <laughs> um, listen, I don't know. I don't make the rules, but that's what you have to do. Then you pick a cantaloupe and you do smell the little butt part and it's supposed to smell like really good cantaloupe. If it smells kind of like nothing, then it's not ripe yet. Um, and that actually comes from the fruit uh, emitting ethylene, like kind of like bananas when they go ripe. Anyway, I'm nerding out. And then, yeah, you thump it. And if it sounds kind of hollow, then it could be rotten. It could be like dried out in the middle. But if it sounds kind of like nothing, like no echo, then it's probably also not ripe. That's how you get a good cantaloupe. Wow. Uh, the, I love the show, though. Everything she mentioned makes sense to me, except for the totally head shaped like a cantaloupe bit. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Find the, <laughs> I'm gonna, find the uh, fruit tender whose head looks like a cantaloupe. But I'm never going to not think thing. of that I, you know, I go play gra- uh, craps. I look for the uh, pit boss whose head is uh, <laughs> cube-shaped. <laughs> he looks like a six-sided die. <laughs> looks like a six-sided die, yeah. yeah. No, I'm look, every time I go to a store and we're near melons, I'm looking mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a clerk or a anybody. Anyone look here for with someone a head? head shaped like a cantaloupe? I uh, I, I feel like uh, picking up a cantaloupe and just going right for the for the hole. I feel like I need to ask its permission first. Yeah. I mean, like, is this okay? All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to smell your your, your stem hole. hole. Yeah, your little stem <laughs> hole. Yeah, or at least take it to dinner first or something. You know, right? Something, just something. Yeah, yeah. I I've uh, now that I think about it. I have done this because Kim, I think Kim does this. She'll, if it's a cantaloupe, she'll smell, she'll yeah. smell the, we call it a hole. It's not a hole. It's a, it's, it's a the stem uh, thing. It's the belly button, really. It's yeah. The, it's where the cantaloupe was attached to its, uh, to its, its nutrient rich plant based right, groundwater, exactly. whatever. Yes. Sure. And I've done that before because she says, oh, that's how you can tell. The, my problem is I don't know what smells right. And she does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if it smells a little, um, fermented, I think you're like oh overripe. If it right. smells under like ferment, uh, uh, you know, not yeah. like yeah. anything, then you're like oh this isn't ready enough. I, I don't think I've got the the taste for when when's the so, right moment. You know, I think you you know you've got a great uh, solution. You just go to the grocery store with Kim when she goes, and uh, uh, it's like going to a winery with um, you know with someone who's a real onophile. Is you is you know they taste it and they say okay take a drink of this and like uh, you know look for the the notes of oak 
or mm-hmm. a smoked mm-hmm. barrel or, or something like that, right? And you you know you taste oh now now that you say it or orange peel or something like that. Now I can taste that. It's you need somebody you need a sherpa, and I think Kim could be your sherpa in a yeah. situation like that. It's where like she, your uh, Mitzula in Vegas or Barry at a wine farm or exactly. whoever. Brian exactly. at a Brian at a trivia competition, <laughs> a wine farm, a yes. wine you know where they farm wine. Yes, you know? where they farm wine. Yes, you know it'd be funny if you went with him to a winery, and uh-huh. his way and of testing with him to a winery. Yeah, yes. exactly. And if and 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 if his way of testing wine was to just deep throat a bottle, that'd be funny. Wouldn't it? <laughs> he just suddenly went gall all the way down his throat. Uh, oh, this, this one's corked. great. This one's, yeah, this one's corked. <laughs> this one's corked. This one's corked. I love the term corked because it means bad, right? Yes, yes. But uh, what was it? Faulty Towers, I think, has an episode where... It's off. Someone <laughs> says it's corked, and he says, well, of course it's corked. Oh, yes, right, yes. And they have a whole argument because Faulty, uh, Basil Faulty does not understand that corked means bad. <laughs> what corked means, right. It's right. a great episode. It's is so that good. the same? Uh, these kippas are off. It might be. It might be. <laughs> that is one of my favorite. That's, that's season two or series two, yes. episode one. Yeah. Or four, maybe? Anyway, that Which is one of is. the greatest half hours of television comedy in the history of the planet. It really is. And it's and it's example uh, an example of how you can do slapstick and not make it feel completely contrived and um and planned because he is he is running from, you know, balancing these people and this person wants a Waldorf salad. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, you guys. Apples, celery. Celery. <laughs> It's a different episode, but still, that's the, your point oh, is, that is a well made. Episode? Yeah, okay. but yeah. it's a great episode, also. Like, I, there's no bummers in that entire run; they're no, all funny. No. But... Genie says season two is garbage. I can't, I can't. Genie, no, there's no episode of that show that is garbage. Genie, I can't, no, uh... you got the don't tell yeah. the Germans about the war, or don't bring up the oh. war to the Germans. You got the uh, right. you got that one where he's hiding kippers in his vest, and the guy dies in yeah, his room, uh, and. A lady who won't put in her uh, hearing aid because it wears the batteries down. Yeah, series two. Genie. We're going to have yeah, to have Genie. a long conversation. I, I mean, would say I the like worst ser- episode of Faulty Towers is still better than the best episode of something like Modern Family or Agreed. Cheers or whatever. Agreed. Like they're, they're, that, that show is on a whole different level. And it's completely 100% rewatchable anytime. It's the yeah. kind of thing I can just flip on. I mean, the only, the only problem with that show is it's only on like BBC, whatever their app is. I forget the name of their yeah. app. Yeah. Oh, really? There's no other streaming for they it? They used to have it on Netflix for a long time. And then when that when that British app, BritBox, that's it. BritBox. BritBox. BritBox yeah. happened. And then they were like, bring all the cool shit over here now. Keep all your British things here. And then it stopped yeah. being available in like more common areas. And I don't sub to that. So I guess I'd have to find a more complex way to watch it. It's, uh, uh, yeah, BritBox is so misleading because it's like, oh, great. I see this and I'm like, great, this is how I can finally watch later with Jules Holland, a uh, great music show that um, you just can't find online anywhere. Mm. Uh, no, no, BritBox doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, do it either. If they're going to be Brit, if they're going to put Brit in their name, they should have all British things. That should be everything I want that's yeah. British should be available yeah. there. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that's too much to demand. All right. <laughs> would you? Would you? I mean, that basically is like saying, you know, all the content that's on Hulu, Netflix, Max, <laughs> Peacock, Paramount, all yeah. it should be all in one app. It should just be all available on one I app. I guess that's a good point. 
Yeah. Yeah. That will not hold up in court if I try to, if I try to push that one. So, you know, how you get notifications in the top corner of your screen, uh, letting you know, uh, I did just get one for an article and the, uh, what is it? Uh, the Hollywood reporter, uh, the 40 ish most important people in podcasting. Should I really quickly scan this list and see if you or I made the, uh, made the list? I'm going to make, Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, but also make a guess (laughs) that neither of us are in this list. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty much, yeah. Will Arnett, ba- Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, deservedly for their their thing. Um, Alex Cooper, Audie Cornish. Oh, these are all in alphabetical order? No, they're not. John Favreau, John Lovett, Tommy Viator. I, these people who are important in other categories. See, this is the problem. This is why this list. is why I hate yeah. this these lists like this because all it is is ex actors or current actors and comedians who made a podcast, and I hate that yeah john lovitz yeah. is not important to the medium he just made a podcast and i like he him made a, he made a good podcast i'm sure but sure. Uh, he's fine actually i don't like his show very much i did listen to it too. oh really yeah. i haven't listened to his show it's not what you uh, it I don't know. stinks i wish it was more of that <laughs> is that less, the review that uh, <laughs> i wish it was more like that and less like he's he's kind of a he's pissy he's not a happy comedian guy yeah. i don't know just rubs yeah. me wrong uh, yes, yeah, scanning list. Uh, no, no, we're not uh, on there. It's split up between talent, um, like on-air talent and executives, and so the people from Acast, Odyssey, which I've never heard of, mm. audio platform formerly known as Entercom. No idea. Which is also a bad name. Um, Entercom. Oh my god. Entercom, and the, but now they're called Odyssey. A u d a c y. Either one. Suck. <laughs> Audible, Higher Ground Audio, iHeart. I remember the guy when I when I was sitting there cradling like eight awards at the uh, podcast awards that that we did really well at, but also I was picking up awards for other people. And and Chris Jericho called me funny hat guy. Um, the the head of iHeart Radio came over to me and says, "I don't know who you are. Should I know who you are?" Wow. Yeah. Did you? What did you say? I said, "You should, you mother." <laughs> I don't remember what I, I, I said. It was probably something like, "You dirty bastard!" Uh, of course, you should know me. I said, "You should know who I am." Or yeah, damn, because I've been doing this a lot longer than you have, old man. All those guys, like, look, it, we are. I will. I'll admit this, and it's fine. We we are all. When I say we, I mean you, me, Merritt, um, a whole litany of people. Yeah, yeah. I think we are the Diamond Rio to the industry's iPod. Yeah, yeah. Once that happened, everyone forgot about you. No more creative nomad. No more. Uh, half right. the people hearing me say this don't even know what the frick I'm talking about. That's that's right. because what the, the iPod eclipsed the creative jukebox. What's exactly. That? So when all these Rogan types and freaking um, uh, Mark Marins and everybody else came in and then claimed to have invented the industry, it's fine. It was built on our backs. We did our yeah. work. We're still here. We don't yeah. need your damn recognition. Go write your articles yeah. about yeah. iHeartRadio. We don't care. We're fine. We're totally fine. We're doing just fine. We don't need we don't need your no. uh, accolades, no. your lists, your who's who in podcasting. Yeah. We know who we are. Yeah, we know who we are. We know who you are. So F off. All right? That's right. Exactly. Uh, Shoujo also has some advice for us if you'd like to hear it. Would you like to hear Shoujo's advice? Of course advice? I'd like to hear Shoujo's advice. I like when she calls in. Um, she mm-hmm. cracks me up. And... Um, yeah, yeah, it's like listening to her TikToks, which are also a little bit. I I funny. noticed she started playing Final Fantasy fourteen in her TikToks, which surprised oh, me. Oh, really? Didn't see oh. that coming. Yeah, I had oh, no idea. No. 
Anyway, here's what she had to say. Hello, this is your friendly neighborhood shoujo with a pro tip. The best napkins to steal is from Chipotle. Okay, bye. Why, though? Mm. Yeah, I do want to know. I would like to know why. Also, why uh, do you have to steal them? They're not cloth, right? You just take some. No, but, you know, I think if you take any more than you need for your current meal, you're you're stealing. Oh, that's interesting. So if I go grab yeah. a wad. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. This is a good question. How guilty should I feel? Because I'll do this sometimes. Yeah. Um, if they keep them up front, you know, wherever we're at, uh, yeah. instead of at the table, I will go up front and I will pinch off <laughs> a good thick stack. <laughs> Just for the two of you, for you and Kim. For me, Kim, maybe Carter's with us. This many napkins. Like yesterday we were at, uh, oh, I'm not sure where we got. I guess the napkins came with the meal, so that doesn't count. We were at In-N-Out, and they were, that doesn't Mm. count. But I'm just trying to think the last time I did this. I think it was me, Carter, and Kim, and I just grab a big old wad of it. Depending Mm. on the, you know what, there's factors like grease factor. Uh, yes, for sure. Like sloppy. if you're at a wings place, right, wings place, there you go. Of, you need a big step in that, a step in Atkins. Step in Atkins. <laughs> Stepanakins. Stepanakins. <laughs> Zach Stepanakins. That's one of right. my favorite comedians of all time. Oh, yeah. Between two bushes, he used to host that show. Um, uh, right, you know, though? They're far better. Is, is it wrong? Napkins are crap, by the way. They're the thinnest, garbagey. Oh, I'll bet they're bad. Yeah, so, Shoujo, you don't say why, though. You just say Chipotle has the best napkins, and then you say you got to grab enough for your car in your house. And that is the deal. Like, I, my rule <laughs> is if I take a ton of napkins, yeah. they're go, the rest are going in my car. Uh, oh yeah, we don't throw them away either. We took we took yeah, whatever we had yeah. in the car. So our glove box is, you know, it's got five or yeah. six napkin types in there. So. But if it's if it's, you know if Chipotle is so good, tell us why. Tell us why. Yeah, why is Chipotle? So, is she in the chat today? I don't know. If she she's is. In there. Yeah. Okay. She just she just hasn't said what makes them so good. Well, I'd be curious uh, what the deal is. Why? Because are they just thicker? Are they more absorbent? Are they made from better material? Thicker stock? You know. I know, I know. She's leaving us hanging. We're like stalling to see if she can give us... Oh, there we go. They're thick, made from recycled materials, and absorb the best. Recycled. Okay, that's cool. I support that. Yeah. Because then I'm going to take them home and use them for other stuff and then put them in in the recycling bin, Uh which I'm never sure is going anywhere to be recycled. That's the thing. I've I've lost all faith in that. Penn and Teller have ruined us, haven't they? They really did. And not only that, then the pandemic came and ruined us further because during the pandemic... We were told by our local trash pickup, uh, don't put any more plastic uh, oh, yeah. in the thing. I'm like, literally plastic? <laughs> we, we've we got enough cardboard. You could just throw that away. We've got plenty. We yeah. can't, we're, not, we're never going to be able to get this all this cardboard sorted out. You I guys see. are uh, yeah. getting way too much stuff from Amazon. These are hard truths, man. I don't like, yeah. I don't like, it's not an easy thing to hear and then swallow. But so now I'm just like, I'll say to Kim, I'll go. Is this recyclable? And I'll do it sarcastically. Be like, does this even does this plastic bowl? Right. And she's like, you, it's, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I don't know either. I know exactly the sarcasm level. It is the uh, sarcasm level of uh, of the dude on at the end of Die Hard, the reporter, when he gets punched by Bonnie Bedelia, and he looks over the camera and says, "Did you get that?" <laughs> that's the that's the level of sarcasm. Right? Oh, I love that's that cool. one. That's such a great moment. It's such a great moment. Um, but cans, yeah, I'll no, always they, do the cans. Cans always go they, in the recycling because I'm told that those aren't actually getting munched yeah, up and turned into they, I, they've told I us, books. Uh, we can't do I styrofoam books. recycling in our, Same. in our bins. Even the stuff that has the little triangle with the arrows. Right. What changed? Because that didn't used to be. 
Styrofoam was a very recyclable material yeah. back in the day. What happened? Yeah. Was it never that know. way? Was it all being taken to a landfill? And I was just being lied to. Right. Exactly. Is it just you know we don't have the facilities? It just exposes more CFCs into the atmosphere. And then sometimes I'll hear, you know, the mid, like this morning I hear the truck come, you know, to do the trash it's on Tuesdays, and I hear them going brr doing all their stuff, and in my mind I'm going. Half that shit's going on the thing. You guys are lying to me. Like, I just have no trust for it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. A little vinyl says the the triangle icon doesn't mean recyclable. Oh, what's it's rating? What's it supposed to mean? No. Yeah, I thought, wait a minute. I thought that the triangle indicated this is a recyclable item. It might mean, there may be a number on there to say how recyclable, but that's a recycle. It shows the arrows doing the thing and they're going recycle. (laughs) Exactly. Explain a little vital. What does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? This is this is horseshit. <laughs> That's what this is. Well, uh, show, type of plastic. All right, Shojo and uh, Nikki, thank you for your uh, for I your. I guess thing. we'll. I guess we'll have to do our own research, Scott. Mm. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, recyclable but not necessarily recyclable in your jurisdiction. That is, that's the understanding that I have. Is that the triangle means that it's recyclable? Doesn't necessarily like the little letters and stuff underneath it tell you what kind of recyclable it is. Oh, okay. So it could be regional yeah. or it could be all sorts of meaning there. But right. yeah, like you know, there's certain plants that can do that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, that's the way I understood it. And are you saying that it's that it's different? Like. Are you saying that triangle, like there's stuff that has a triangle that's not recyclable anywhere? That, well, yeah, if I it's not believe. at all, that I don't, that, that is either out, that's, that's them, them trying to get away with something or that isn't correct. That has to be right. a little bit, right? There has to be a little recyclability to something. Uh, as in the chat says, it's all BS. Plastic is almost 100% non-recyclable. <laughs> Oh, we, we gotta, we're gonna get <laughs> somebody. Some... Somebody out there knows more about this. We need, we need yeah. someone to write in or call in, and tell us more, because I need to yeah. know. Yeah, Brian and I need to know. Okay, we need to know. We want to know um, more. If you want to, eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Can I say this too? Doctor Nikki has the coolest accent. She, it's barely one. She does. Like it's kind yeah. of gone, but it's just it's enough. Just, just enough. He's like, oh, yeah. someone was raised somewhere in Europe, somewhere. I can taste it yeah. in there. Just a little bit, a little something there. I'd love it. I she, do too. She could read me a book and say, she, the sheep she was just a single sheep. She could tell me a story sheep. about a satellite who's finished their purpose and their fo- it's floating off into space. That's right. That's what she could do. Just wanted to read me at night and go, Mary found a single sheep and then took its DNA and made more sheep out of the one sheep. Now there are multiple sheep. Good night, Scott. She'd say. <laughs> None of them now have brains. None oh. of them have brains. All right. Uh, let's move on to some news. It's important that sure. we inform people, not just entertain them. So we'll do that now. Time for the news brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville. Will there be a Coverville this week? No, I won't because I'm traveling, but I wanted, I'm glad you brought it up so I could talk about it. No, taking a week off from Coverville and Guess the Connection, which means that you've got an extra week to win these kick-ass prizes that I'm giving away for this, this time's uh, Guess the Connection, which I think is the, is it the Groot Watch? I think it's a, it's a really cool, let's see here. Groot Watch. Yes. The this week is yeah uh, so check this out this is um what you can win see what you got oh, let me see go. let me see 
I got to see it to believe it. Got to see it to believe it, Scott. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, nice little that. box. Nice. And it's a Groot oh, watch. A functioning Groot watch? The, still has the plastic on it and everything. How do you tell? I can't tell if they're... How, how are there the second-hand, minute-hand, all that stuff work out on there? How's it still look? green. It's it's hard to see on, on camera, but but oh, uh, it's there. Okay. Yeah. I kind of see it now. Okay. Yeah. Is so, it real wood um, or not wood? Alien wood? It's alien wood. It is uh, fake. It feels... No, it doesn't feel like wood. <laughs> it's my favorite it George like... Harrison single is uh, Alien Wood. It's really good. Yeah. Song. I once said a girl. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, not only that, you get uh, an Ella Kid little sculpture card thing and a Magneto enamel pin right there. All that this week giveaway on Guess the Connection. And uh, even if you're not a current patron of Coverville, you can go to patreon.com slash Coverville. Join for a buck a month. And you'll get that episode, and you'll have a chance to win. And you've even, like I said, you've got an extra week mm. to try and win if you figure out what the connection is. I like that. I also think Magneto's button being enamel is kind of ironic. <laughs> it has a metal back to it, but oh, yes, it okay. is. Yeah. This is something I just wonder if they'd let him have in his weird cage they built for him in the right in the movies. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like it says, it's how they uh, how they kept him in prison. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, we, all of our weapons are enamel, so we can't. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that the deal? They were all like plastic was, guns, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Was that uh, the? No, it was the second film. Second oh, one. Second one was so good. The second one was great. People don't remember yeah. how good two was. Two had mm-hmm. Striker in it, played by Ronnie or not Ronnie Cox, uh, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah, that's good. A hint. And Lady Deathstrike, you had uh, yeah, oh yeah, and we had a yeah. we had a Colossus. hint of Phoenix, you a little, a little fe- bit of Colossus. Did we have Colossus? Oh yeah, we did. It was early though, like at the school or something. Yeah, you st- I think he still busted through part of the dam or something. But yeah, uh, yeah, things didn't. Oh get yeah, weird. you get Juggernaut, bitch. I think you a- get him in there too, don't you? I thought that was third. Was that third? Maybe it was third. I don't remember. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, I think it was third. That that, that facility where they were holding Kitty Pride and uh, oh, and she's running through walls and he's breaking through walls. He's breaking through them. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. I'm the transporter, bitch. <laughs> uh, let's do this story. Speaking of wine, yeah, wine lovers, get ready. Here's a story for you. California Wine Company has two thousand bottles seized for fermenting wine in the ocean illegally. I didn't even know you could do this in the ocean, but apparently you can. I'll bet Barry knows about it because he knows all that wine shit. So they bottle it and then just put it in, hide it in the ocean? Well, it Is says... I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah, here's what they say. They lost more than 2,000 bottles of wine and other alcoholic beverages to the city government after illegally fermenting their product in the ocean. Still doesn't make sense to me. Uh, ocean Fathoms... Well, uh, was Rick, that's literally their company name. Yeah, feels like that should have been the tip off to the uh, <laughs> to the ATF is that maybe their uh, Ocean Fathoms. Where are you uh, holding your wine? Um, uh, on land. On land. Totally on land. Not not. We're mentioning totally on land. That's why we're called. Yeah, we swear we're not. We're swear we're not putting in the yeah. water. How deep are you uh, doing your wine? Um, fathoms. This is uh, Santa Barbara District Attorney is who's after them. Uh, it's part of their plea agreement. Uh, Let's see. Local wastewater treatment plants took care of the alcohol in glass bottles. They were all recycled. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. Recycled. <laughs> Better check the glass, number. Glass, I believe. Glass and aluminum, and I feel, aluminum, I feel like they, they do and do pretty well. I think so, too, because that's how we get all our MacBooks, you know? People melt yeah. down those cans. Alu- aluminium. Aluminiums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to that guy? What's he doing? Jonathan Ive. Yeah. 
Is he just chilling now? He's he's uh, he's just sitting there designing stuff in his house. Because like they that. don't. Because he he's not with Apple anymore. So I don't know who he's, got he's working for. Great aluminium toilet paper roll <laughs> holder that I've invented. Because I will admit, I will admit to something. Seamless. I realize I realize it's all it's kind of bullshit. All right, but I loved his videos where he would narrate the design of the, yes. the AirPods or yeah. of a new phone bezel or whatever. And he's you know so proud of the fact that there just weren't there were no seams. Yeah. Just like feels like it's carved out of one piece of aluminium. Aluminium. Seamless. Milled. Milled out of one piece of aluminium. Something about that guy's voice. It's pretty yeah. good. Like it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the disposal of their wine was the result of a plea agreement uh, where the two or two of the three founders pled guilty. <laughs> what the third guy do? I ain't, I ain't falling for this. <laughs> well, we got two thirds of them. I guess so. Uh, the misdemeanor charges for illegally discharging material into the U.S. waters, selling alcohol without a license. Well, that's a whole other thing. Uh, in addition to aiding and abetting investor fraud, a, a very other thing. Um, according to the attorney's office, Emmanuel uh, Rezito and Todd Azaretto. Azaretto and Todd Han. He's boring compared to Azaretto. Sure. I would say Han for him, but yeah, whatever. Han, Maybe Han. Yeah, Han. Han, Han Solo, Han. Han Solo. That's how, that's how uh, Jessica Han spelled it. That's true. Remember her whole deal? She was pretty good. <laughs> Remember her whole deal? Yeah. Did you ever watch... How about another rabbit hole, Scott? Do Did it. you watch that uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker movie with um, no. Jessica Chastain? And, uh, I wanted to, but didn't. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah. It was, it was really, really good. It's I heard very, it was great. Good. Yeah, I like yes. uh, her a lot, the actress. Um, I do not like the people they're basing this on. No, no, absolutely not. But they, it, was, it felt like it uh, had just enough kind of borderline comedy that was just comedy because these people were really funny, unintentionally really funny. Was the it, stuff they did, right? Spider-Man uh, number two was the uh, Jim That's Baker. right. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Was. I was trying to remember who was uh, who was Jim Baker in this. Yeah. And who do you remember who was uh, uh, Jessica Hahn in that? That was someone famous. Ah, I don't remember. I remember these other two castings and not that because I hadn't seen it, but I remember oh, yeah, the time Vincent going. D'Onofrio, Cherry Jones. Vincent D'Onofrio was Jerry Falwell. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did he did he do a uh, crying uh, commit, admission that he was? I, I think so. Yeah. Masturbating. Gabriel or whatever. Olds was uh, Pat Robertson. Ugh. Where is? We didn't talk about how. Look, I don't want to celebrate anyone's death, and the guy was no, in his nineties. Okay, but I'm kind of glad. I'm I'm glad that guy's not around anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah, he was a terrible. Yeah, he guy. did. I just feel like he did more. Harm he did than a good. lot of harm yeah. and very little good. Plus that whole thing with the Guitar Hero line. I mean, we'll we'll cherish it forever and we'll play it on the show anytime we feel like it. But you know, that lady and her Guitar Hero question is the only good thing that ever came out of that whole thing. <laughs> it really is. Anyway. I am not finding who played Jessica Hahn in this. Uh, Crap. That's all right. Well, I'll we'll watch that. Move that, along. Move along. That's streaming. Is that a thing I can? Uh, it's got to be streaming somewhere. Let's see here. Is that a thing I can bump uh, in front of Parasite? You know, just stick it out in front. And... You can pretty much bump anything in front of uh, Parasite. Mm. Uh, mm. I look forward to all doing this, that. All this talk recently about um, uh, that uh, click, click, boom, the Andrew Garfield thing. Oh yeah, you can only stream the eyes of Tammy Faye on. What is this? What is this thing? It is. What's it called? Wow presents. Wow presents. That's where it looks like. 
So blizzard.com, everybody. Get over there. <laughs> exactly. WoW Presents Plus. Because, you know, if you yeah. don't get the WoW Presents free version. Well, if you already subscribe to World of Warcraft, you can get it for free. So you'll be fine. Uh, that's a bad joke. Uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure... I'm on this site, WoW Presents Plus. Uh, their menu items are browse, search, drag race availability, merchandise, Dragon Con UK, tours. I don't know what this thing is. What is this? What That's is really... This? Why would they have Streaming that? service. Browse, search, drag race availability, merchandise, Dragon Con UK, and tours. Dragon Con? It's a Dragon Con thing? Oh, I'm sorry, DragCon. 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 Oh, like drag, like we're in drag. So I guess that's what WoW Presents Plus is a... Yeah, WoW Presents Plus is the only streaming service featuring multiple RuPaul's Drag drag Race franchises, Pain with Raven, Work the World, uh, and hundreds of other World of Wonder originals, (laughs) documentaries, specials, and LGBTQ programming, all ad-free. I'm going to put this in here so that you understand why I just said that. This is the name, apparently, of a show. How would you pronounce that? Let's see. You're putting it in the in our Discord thing. in our Discord chat. Ugh. They're ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not just me. Yeah. What the frick? Is that <laughs> is that just a <laughs> that's a show? <laughs> it's a show. Apparently. Hey, honey, get it. Come here. The, uh, ugh is about to start. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's stupid. U N H H H H. Yeah, I don't the, like it. Yeah, no. I don't like it at all. That makes me feel funny. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, these guys, I guess, put wine at the bottom of the ocean or bottom of the floor. Oh, of the yeah, ocean. that's right. That's where we were. We were talking about that. <laughs> and I guess it speeds up the uh, the process of fermentation. And they, they're not allowed to do that unless you are. Well, I think you're not allowed to do that at all because the ocean is, uh, you know, it's a sacred place, Brian. It's you can't just place. stick your shit in there. We must protect the fishies. Uh, final story. Cop was arrested and fired for allegedly stealing Pokemon cards. Oh, no. I mean, this is way better than breaking into some apartment and killing someone in their sleep. I'll take this over that, but still. Put your uh, hands up and give me that Snorlax. Yeah, what are you doing there with your Charizard? Jigglypuff. Um, here's what he what it says in a bizarre turn of events Alabama connections off corrections officer rather found himself arrested and subsequently terminated for allegedly stealing Pokemon cards from a Walmart mm. the incident which unfolded in full view of a loss prevention employee oh man mm-hmm. that'd be an interesting job you know if, uh, I don't know if Tristan's still over there working there but he doesn't he- know he has, his last day was last week he oh. started his new job uh, uh, yesterday at uh, Meow Wolf oh nice no yes. way! Oh, he's already like already really likes it. Says um, he says, "Oh my god, everybody here is super cool. That's this great. is going to be a great place to work." Uh, I'm stoked but, for him. That's great. What a but cool thing. as customer service manager, he worked very closely with the loss prevention department, and those would be the guys who would have to tackle people on their way out of the store yeah. when they're trying to run out with an air conditioner. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so. I want to talk to someone who does that. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating because you know they got stories, dude. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, anyway, uh, they 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 caught him. He's a cop. They caught him. Uh, the allegations against Hardy assert that he uh, stole Pokemon cards by surreptitiously opening multiple card packs and discard or discreetly placing individual cards in his pocket. <sighs> oh. So like super shithead maneuver. Not just taking packs, but like I'm gonna open all these packs. I'm gonna find the cards I want. I'm gonna leave the other ones. Yep. Nah. Yep. He got confronted, and then he fled on foot. 
All right, it's what you do when you leave a Walmart. I don't know what else yep. you're going to do. You Hop flee on, on a, foot. Yeah, so you you flee. He fled on a rascal. Yeah, where's where's his hoverboard? Like, of course he fled on foot. <laughs> the uninformed officer was sub- subsequently found at a local restaurant, still in possession of the stolen Pokemon cards. Uh, he ended his career in police to form, uh, police uh, or law enforcement as a result. Nice going. <laughs> a dummy. wild corrections officer appeared. Bing! Handcuffs, super effective. Uh, well, that'll do it for your news everybody we're going to take a break when we come back dan dan the tabletop man will be here i have it on good authority he's gonna have some interesting stuff to say about the opioid epidemic as well don't forget dan's a pharmacist a big one he's big pharma we call him big pharma big pharma yeah remember that character in uh uh the sopranos they called him big pharma nope that's the different p word different p word maybe not exactly the name he had not exactly but brian's gonna also talk about any sort of tabletop stuff uh trying to think uh may have been tabletop dancer of some sort uh Uh, brian's gonna play us a song though so we can uh get to him hey brian why don't we do that what do you have there today Yes. How about a good song for an even better cause? Uh, songwriter Melody Federer has a brand new single that she's released, a dreamy synth pop song that examines what happens when we fall out of love. That song is called, appropriately, Falling Out. Um, proceeds from uh, the sales of these songs or the streaming, you know, every time you stream it or buy it or whatever, proceeds are going to be donated to the McFleetwood Foundation to help support the Maui wildfire recovery efforts. Mm. So check that out. It's a good song, good cause. She has a brand new album called Chapters from the Fairy Tale. comes out September 7th. Um, and maybe that title gives you some idea that, yeah, we're kind of getting into some, some Taylor Swift uh, kind of pop sounding stuff here. Whatever. I like it, and I want you to hear it. Uh, she's uh, currently signed to the Licorice Pizza Records label. Here is Melody Federer and the song Falling Out. I can't help it when we said goodbye It's harder than I thought Trying to cut these ties I was dreaming Now I'm almost awake Don't want to see What's right in front of my face I guess the higher you fly The harder you fall, these broken wings are healing slow
took a blow meant for me, causing both him and the Dragon Lord to fall into the depths of an abyss. You've seen him. You play him. Do tell who that artist was again. Okay, that's a performer who goes by the name Melody Federer. Probably her real name. I don't mm, know. Yeah. Anyway, she's a musician who just released a song, Falling Out. Uh, again, proceeds go to the Maui wildfire recovery efforts. Her brand new album, Chapters from the Fairy Tale, comes out in a month, September 7th, on Licorice Pizza Records. Nice. Related to the famous tennis player, perhaps? The Federer? What's his name? Uh, something. Federer? Roger Federer? Is that the she- guy? Could be, yeah. Could be, I don't know. Don't know know how common that name is. Uh, I think it's French, right? A noted soloist as well as an accomplished writer for various musicians. Uh, Her her style is genre agnostic and her stage presence is effortly versatile. Whoa. Boy, uh, written by AI. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) May as well be. uh, No mention. Yeah, I think that it would probably get mentioned if she was uh, related to Roger Federer. Yeah, you'd think so. That's a famous connection. Yeah. Um, sure. All right. Well, on that note, let's get Dan in here. He, uh, we only get him once yeah. a month, so we're going to celebrate this moment by bringing him on and having a chat. And we'll start with this. Here's a tangent for you. Be careful. May cause drowsiness. It's Dan Dan, the tabletop man, joining us as he does once a month from his uh, uh, the, from the beautiful southwest of America. Or not southwest, southeast of America. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the Greetings country. Programs. Hey, man. Yeah, what's well, going on? Like mini south, well, I guess we are the, the southeast of North, you know, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit north of uh, Dunawayville. Yeah, so a little yeah. bit. But still, it's nice to have both Carolinas represented here. We got Bobby, you, Dunaway, all of you guys. That's right. That, oh, that's right. That Bobby's not very far. And, um, um, and I don't think Joe Joe's right down the road too. I think isn't he? September's pretty close. Yeah, you guys. Um, have, there's a real wad of you down there. Yeah, just a big. Apparently chunk. not close enough, or not important enough, or something that you can't come see us at the uh, the Deadpool meetup. <laughs> Apparently so, we don't rate. I know. Oh my god! Do I ever want to get up there so bad? So my I son is going to to the Great White North for yes. uh, prep school hockey. Uh, and we have to drop them off over Labor Day weekend. And that was supposed to be my weekend to work over Labor Day. So I had to move it because we're going to be gone for two, basically two weekends because we're going to drive up there. And then the next weekend we drive back after a whole week of uh, moving in and everything else to the, to, to the boarding school. So I had to move my weekend to work to this weekend. Now, there is an outside shot. And in, in, in Ibn, I may either text you or, or, or Dunaway to see where you guys are on do what you're doing and such on Saturday. Because there's an outside shot. I may be around Saturday. And it's, oh. I mean, it's like a four-hour drive. But, you know, I do it for you guys. Oh, for us, you do it. Oh, uh, you're, you're awesome. Yeah, you're four hours is a chunk. But, yeah, it's worth it. These guys are worth it. Sometimes sure. we're not as busy on the weekend. So they, they ask us, oh, do you want to take uh, Saturday off and just work Monday? So I may, I may take them up on that if they offer that to us. If it's not as busy, oh, how awesome. long of a how long of a drive is it up to where he's going to be at school? Is that a, is that a big? Oh, we're going to it, actually. If we did it straight through, it probably takes about fourteen hours to get up because it's it's right across the border and it's in Sherbrooke. It's outside of Sherbrooke in Canada, which is up uh, in Quebec. Okay. So it's uh, or Quebec. It's right north of uh, <laughs> of Vermont, like basically like a half hour north of the border uh, of Vermont up there. So we'll yeah. probably drive up, you know, take our time on Saturday go stay somewhere do a little you know touristy stuff with with dj and then drive up on sunday and get there on monday uh and then all the stuff starts like monday tuesday wednesday for the for the school so uh it's gonna be gonna be weird because we're gonna be empty nesters which is gonna be uh 
That is weird, odd. right? Epney testing is a very strange feeling. Uh, Brian and I can both sort of attest, although after pandemic, Carter came back and I actually really like having her here. So I'm dreading the day that she goes again. But yeah, it's right. a weird feeling to be like, it's me and you again, like those early days, you know, right, right. <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you uh, want to, you yeah, want to get, who you, are. you want to get and naked and get drunk? It. We've embraced it fully. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, that yeah. sounds like fun. And also grats to him. That's a very cool thing that he's doing. Yeah. So he'll be, uh, he'll be up there for three years. He's reclassed to a sophomore and, and, uh, speaking of sophomore, we just dropped Lauren down at Wilmington, UNC Wilmington for a sophomore college year. So that's why we'll be empty nesters. Jeez. Uh, Look at you, man. Grow your whole family's growing up. You know? It's unreal. I mean, I remember, God, I mean, obviously we all remember when all of our kids were so young. It's just, it's nuts how fast, you know, you tell all the people that have kids, uh, don't blink because you think it's going to be taking forever for them to walk mm-hmm. or talk or go to school and do things on their own. And then they're out of your house. It's and like, over before you know it. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I miss a lot of that stuff. Um, I get to relive it a little bit with these grandkids, but it's still weird to me. Yeah. So before um, you uh, before we ha- uh, talk about uh, OxyContin and some opioids, yeah. you, I don't know if you guys saw this uh, around Gen Con. You guys were just talking about all the Pokemon theft. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the big news about there was a three hundred thousand dollar theft of Magic the Gathering cards at Gen Con. Whoa! Guys, oh no, I didn't hear about this at all. Holy cow! This is this. You can file this under uh, dumb criminals as well. So. <laughs> Two dudes, uh, allegedly, uh, let me put allegedly, I don't think I don't think they've been brought up on charges or surrendered yet because I haven't seen it in the news in the last couple of days. So we'll throw the word allegedly sure. on here. Yeah, so they okay, were, they fair were enough. Taking pictures, carrying out a pallet of these, uh, you know, CCG cards, which were later uh, said to be Magic the Gathering cards. They wore a T-shirt of the game they designed on Board Game Geek. <laughs> So, wow. so like they could do this quick smash and grab and stay and take these cards, but anybody seeing them says, "Well, we know who those guys are because yes. that's their of course, that's the game like, they're here to like promote." Else in the world, their game is the number one hotness on BGG right now. Doesn't mean it's been sold or anything. Just hotness is basically on clicks onto their site, Oops. onto their their board game page. So oh, this game is rose, <sighs> and it's a terrible game. Uh, um, <laughs> it's not great, uh, but anyway. Uh, I don't want to say the name because I don't give them any more publicity, yeah, but right, you, you don't yeah. have to go far to find it. But this is, uh, you know, you would just think that you would have heard, um, you know, either arrests or turning themselves in or something like that because yeah. uh, you're on camera. Everybody knows. And they're just, you know, they're not a weird size where you could say, oh, that might not be them. No, you could tell who it is mm-hmm. basically from these pictures. But anyway, that was, uh, I thought you'd, That's you'd wild. love that story. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I make sure the suspect isn't all tattooed on his face and has a multi-million dollar record deal because it sounds like something Post Malone would try to get away with. He loves those cards. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, that would be that, that for stuff. that magic card, that uh, one ring uh, magic oh, gathering. Uh, Two million bucks, man. would be great to get a call yeah. from somebody like, hey, uh, Hey, Mr. Abbott, I uh, uh, I got this. Yeah, I heard you got the card. Can I buy it for for two and a half million? For yeah, me? is that is that your post Malone? Is yeah, that your impersonation? Wow, no, I'm not a very good post Malone guy, but you know, I, dude, that sounds more like the weekend. Sorry, yeah. that's yeah. All that, that was yeah. Sorry, I'm getting get them confused sometimes. All these uh, the popular singers. Speaking of which, if you've never heard their song they did together, people should seek it out. It's fantastic. Okay, the weekend and uh, post Malone's. Post I forgot Malone. the name of it, but it's very good. Anyway, uh, well, Dan, let's talk real quick. So, for some reason, uh, I got, I finally got around to watching Dope Sick like a year or more after Brian. I think two years after Brian recommended it. Yeah. Wow, has it been and, out that long? Dope yeah, twenty twenty one. I think. I think so. Okay. And it was 
I loved it. I really loved it. Part, part most of what I loved about it was everybody gave an just a series of insane performances, and I don't know a ton about the story about Purdue Pharma, and the, mm-hmm. I don't you know how much of this is accurate, how much isn't, all that stuff. Um, you you're currently also watching that thing on Netflix or have watched uh, what's it called? Um, Painkiller. So I've watched the first two of Painkiller, and I watched the first one of Dope Sick, uh, and it's pretty amazing how they both cover a lot of the same things and they give you some other kind of outside uh information of both of them like so you can getting even more information mm-hmm. the really uh powerful thing is uh i believe it's painkiller at the beginning of each episode of painkiller uh somebody says oh you know somebody comes on and says oh while some of the names and some of the details have changed what hasn't changed is the fact that my kid died at 40 because of being addicted to um oxycon right. and that's powerful at the beginning of yeah, type of show. I agree. Yeah. There's there's some of that toward the end of Dope Sick, uh, where they okay, it kind of meshes. It rem- you know this is weird. It reminded me of <laughs> this is really funky. It reminds me of of Schindler's List as they get toward the end, and Schindler is being reminded that he saved a ton of people with his list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the list, <laughs> and the then list, the, but then the it, titular it, list, yeah. But then it morphs into <laughs> a color footage of actual survivors oh, going yeah. to his gravestone putting stones on his on his on Schindler's gravestone there's something about that kind of transition that sort of kind of happens at the end of dope six it's like oh some you know now okay. we're seeing real people with whose lives have been affected and all that but anyway um all of this talk back and forth and you and I've texted back and forth about it a little bit about the difference between the shows and stuff made me want to ask you a question which is this you've been in pharmacology for a long time and because of that, I assume that a lot of when this was going down, you know, the, the crazy marketing push that Purdue Pharma and other opioid manufacturers were making and doctors beginning to just like go crazy with, with their levels of prescription based on some of what turns out to be a big fat lie, uh, all that stuff. Did you get to see some of that from your vantage point as someone in the industry? As it was so, going down, like how, yes. did, how did you so view I've all been that? A pharmacist. So I've worked in the pharmacy industry since the late '90s because even when I was an intern, I worked at different pharmacies. And then I've graduated pharmacy school in 2000. Uh, so I'm not a pharmacologist, but I am a pharmacist. I'm a doctor of pharmacy, so I have worked plenty of years of retail. I'm not in retail anymore, but I worked plenty of years, especially around a lot of the peak of what this is. I mean, we're still. Um, I don't want to belittle it at all. We're still in a peak. I don't want to call it a opioid epidemic. I mean, there's because. These meds do a lot of good in the world. Generally, they're for chronic, you know, the people that have the crazy amount of pain and cancer pain. I can't stress enough how, you know, when you've had surgery or you've got really nasty things going on or cancer, these these drugs do great good. However, as you could tell, even from, like I said, even from dramatization from there, that's not what they were looking for. They were trying to corner the market on just everyday pain, which is not a great thing for long-acting opioids. Now, we would see, and I did. A, I also did a rotation for a couple of months with a, a happened to be a guy I played hockey with. He was a doctor in Benson, uh, and I actually went to his office and watched every day. But it was amazing because this was back in the wild west of of uh, drug rep days. Now they've ca- they've clamped down quite a bit on drug reps. Now I watched the drug rep bringing a, a set of golf clubs to my buddy's office that had his name on them and gave them to him. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> now. Now, I, I cannot tell you who the drug was, and I don't think it was an opioid or anything. And my buddy wasn't doing anything for Gazy. I mean, I was there for a long, long time. And um, if you ever watched, I don't know if you guys, if either one of you watched the episode two of Painkiller 
has because uh, they they both kind of go into kind of the drug rep mentality oh, and big such. Time. Yeah. But there's in, in episode two, uh, not just I'm I'm sorry, a little spoiler alert. The the drug rep, the the one girl that they're kind of training in episode, you know, in the first couple episodes, she goes into this doctor's office, and this doctor just tears her a new one, and it's all stuff that like I've had the same conversations with some of these drug reps where it's like, are you kidding me? You're trying to tell me it's less than one percent of uh, addiction. What kind of damn studies have you done? Because that's mm. horseshit. And there's no way an opioid has less than 1% addiction. It's, you're full of crap. Do you know what this stuff is? It's basically heroin. You know, all this stuff comes from the same place. You cannot tell me there's no addiction to it. Yeah. Okay. Now let's, let's fast forward to a story I have for you guys. We can, and, and we can, my God, for the next few months, we can go into more uh, control substances and I'm not control substances, more opioid type stories sure. uh, or, or thoughts and stuff. But I want to give you guys a personal, uh, a personal story. Everything I say here is hundred percent true. Okay. We, I worked at a, a chain. It was Eckerd back then. I think Eckerd is out of business. I think they were bought by Rite Aid. I think everything's out of business, but I worked at this store <laughs> at Eckerd and right next to us, we had kind of an office park and it had uh, doctor's offices in there. But, and we would get some scripts from people just walking over there. But the main thing that we would see was, uh, basically this, uh, we started seeing scripts for Oxycontin, uh, and we would see, and this was from a psychiatrist office. Now, this is a little bit unusual for a psychiatrist to order pain meds, let alone a schedule two narcotic in these kind of things. Now, Scott, I had you ask Wendy, do, do they see a whole lot of, uh, you know, control substances, not necessarily control substances, pain control substances and opioids. Mm. And I think she said basically, no, she doesn't do any of that. She doesn't that do correct? any of that. Yeah. She told me that okay. she doesn't prescribe uh, opioids of any kind. In fact, she's slow to prescribe much of anything. She's one of those. Her 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 practice and therapy is usually like focused on the cognitive stuff. Like it's all like in office type focus. Yeah. And so she's Absolutely. got psychiatrist friends who she will refer people to sometimes and say, well, this person clearly is in need of something, you know, we need some meds here, but she is, right. she is very and, slow and I'm to not prescribe. saying anything about, you know, that world does, I'm not saying they don't need meds. There's plenty of great meds for psychiatry and, and therapy and everything. Else. This yeah. has nothing to do with that. This is Oxycontin from a psychiatrist office. Now this doctor would send over scripts for Oxycontin 80, hundred, and I'm talking, and I, and I shit you not 200, 300, 400 tablets at a time. Jeez. Now those doses wow. are Stupid. I cannot stress this enough. 100% true story. These doses you may, may see in cancer patients. And I've got no problem with that. Palliative care, end of life care, give them sure. anything they need. Yeah. Not what These were not what cancer patients, because believe me, we called and asked. And back in the day, kind of like they were talking about where, um, you know, the, there was a big push for pain. And let me say this too. This is something we're, and I, this is not just a me thing. This is something we're always taught. Pain is what the patient says it is, and I 100% believe that. However, yeah. kind of like the the uh, kind of like the customer's always right. There's a limit to everything in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, of course. Pain is what the patient says it is. However, when the doctor's writing 300, 400 tablets of Oxycontin 80, you don't even. I mean, that's ridiculous. So the boards of pharmacy and medical boards initially didn't want us to refuse these scripts. Um, and as a pharmacist in, in this is a little different, in a lot of different States, but you basically have a right to refuse any prescription. And that's generally, again, pretty universal. Usually that's kind of like wrong usage, wrong dosage, drug interactions, things like that are what you use it for. Uh, so 
They boards basically said, hey, don't don't stop anything. Um, but after a while, we just flat out refused to fill those. So one day, the skinny middle aged dude comes in. He's really got bugged out eyes. He comes in and he starts giving my my pharmacist partner uh, start giving her crap about filling these things. And I heard this commotion and I went over there and it was the doctor himself. Oh, geez. So, of course, I was having nothing of it. You don't come in yeah. and start screaming, oh, God, yelling. Yeah. So he brought in these flyers from Purdue. I shit you not. He brought these flyers in about addiction and such. And we had a conversation, kind of like I said, almost like you see in, in Painkiller, about, you know, pain management, cancer, and, you know, and versus depression pain. And no one not having cancer needs 500 milligrams of Oxycontin a day. Mm. Now, I hope I'm not offending anybody out there. If you're on 500 milligrams of Oxycontin a day, listen, maybe you're the, the, the outside chance. I'm not trying to start anything there. I'm just saying, 20 years ago, when this was an early drug, uh, I don't care how safe they claim it is. Nobody starts off with Oxycontin as 500 milligrams a day. It's insane. So to wrap up this long story short, the doc got nailed by the boards, lost his license within maybe a year after we started. To put the clamps on. <laughs> okay. So, wow. Um, yeah. So he was up to some fugazi crap and, and I don't know whether they were giving some back to him or selling them. Cause I know that, uh, I, I don't know anything about like the illegal side, but somebody had told me one time that they would sell these tablets for a dollar a milligram on the street. Damn. Which is insane. Wow. Yeah. That's, Jeez. that's really insane. I mean, the whole point of them early on was they were cheaper or at least that's what the story tells us that you would would when you would get a doctor who was willing to script these out, if you were going to resell these, you'd take them and crush them up, make them into vials or whatever, and then say, okay, well, this right. much okay, is this so, much. So let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So let's see. Well, I swear we'll get the games. So what happened at the beginning <laughs> is they, they claimed about all this abuse, you know, that they weren't abused and less than 1% addiction. So what happened was with the old tablets, you could crush them. You would kill the mechanism, the long acting release mechanism. And basically it would just release everything. So people were crushing them. They were snorting them. I think they were smoking. They were doing all sorts of crap to them, Jeez. injecting them everything. And that's what caused the first outrage in the early 2000s. And then lo and behold, they came out with a new one where they changed the release mechanism, where if you crush the tablet, you kill all of the molecules, which is actually oh. kind of a good thing for them to do. And yeah. so what do they have now? They have a bottle that says abuse deterrent. So we just gave them more crap to sell and have a better way to sell things to show that it's not abused because they put the words abuse deterrent, which sure it's true, but the drug is still abused because well, it's still Oxycontin. Well, let me, right, let me ask right. you this. Cause there's an interesting twist in the story for dope sick anyway, where they are forced into putting a black label on there. And the way that that black label was talked about, they didn't really get into a, uh, right, the details. Black box label, right. Yeah. They are black box label. That's what it was. And they made that seem like such a big deal, almost as bad as like when cigarettes had to put cancer warnings on boxes or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and usually that's the death nail for a medication. Like you're done if that's on there. Can you speak to that? Is that a thing? Is that a real thing? Well, black box labels uh, are usually when uh, you get a, let's just say, I'm trying to think of a, a specific drug, but usually it would be with a drug where it says, hey, black box label is if you're uh, a man with this disease state, you cannot take this because you'll die. That's usually what you get as a black box label. Okay. I just use men for, you know, rent, you know, right. Sure, any sure. Of just if, for example. If you're, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're a, a six foot white guy named Scott, you will die if you take this. But that's a black box label. Okay. Okay. You know? All right. So when so, they, so was it, I mean, I don't remember what exactly they have on, um, 
I don't have my work computer up to, to see, but I don't remember exactly what the black. It's probably just that, hey, these are drugs of abuse and you can't, you know, overuse them. Because what ended up kind of happening over time is, uh, and they addressed this in one of the shows where it's like, yes, it doesn't necessarily last as long as it says, or or certain people will have tolerance and such. And, and there's a lot of genetic stuff that's going on now to show that you may uh, be a rapid uh a rapid consumer in your body just, you know, uh, it breaks them down a little bit quicker. So they did start using some of these drugs uh, three times a day, some of the OxyContin. I do see some people with heavier pain and, and cancer pain use it three times a day. And that's and that's just, and again, it's those are at normal doses, not, you're not talking about 400 milligrams three times a day for, for you know, for pain relief and stuff like that. Right, but right. yeah, so the black box, the black box warning will be something that basically the reps will start having to tell the doctors, and then it may curb a little bit of certain prescribing for a little while, and you may see a dip, but it, it won't kill a lot of things unless that, you know, very rarely is that black box warning saying only, you know, the only people in the world that can use this are uh, other guys named Brian. You know, that's the, it's not going to be that, you know. You know, it's not going to be that restrictive. Oh, I <laughs> love the idea of a Brian-based drug morning. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It's uh, your designer drugs. We talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Right. They're really well, they're really zeroing in on their market. I love that. That's great. Yeah. There are some crazy black box warnings because there are uh, some, some meds that just cannot be used by women, which makes it uh, tough because, again, it's why they try to, you know, the, the whole border of the world of, of um, transgender and stuff, which then there's anything wrong with that. But when you ask somebody for their sex and they give it to you, however, they they don't really know. You know, they may give you the their uh, uh, new sex, but your body is still going to be taking it because genetically you're still the other sex. So you may still react to certain meds a certain way. So there's a lot of studies going into how certain drugs are doing that. So that's something to be very. Oh, that makes of. sense. If I, so if I transition and I went in there to my doctor, let's say a year after, you know, effectively transitioning. And I suddenly, if a doctor suddenly said, well, Oh, all right, well, here you go, Mrs. Johnson, here's your, this drug, uh, that she would normally just prescribe to all women who came into the thing. You're running a danger there because, at least at a at a at a like atomic level, you may reject right. that at, at the same yeah, the and, same and way those, any man. It's would. extremely rare. It's not as right. common as oh hey I'll give you this. So chances are, uh, if someone's going to prescribe something this rare, they're already going to know. It's just when you have emergent situations that can be uh, you know that that can be a, a hard thing to to do. But again, there's just you know again that's what kind of goes into that black box thing where they have such. Uh, you know, things you have to really watch for. And that did, uh, you know, that did curb some things a while. And like I said, um, nowadays, almost every single opioid prescription, uh, especially at the state level, because again, what I do is I do prior authorizations now uh, and I basically do them for Medicaid. So every single opioid prescription, whether it be Vicodin uh, or, or Oxycontin or even fentanyl patches or even something that's kind of a pseudo opioid, like they're starting like tramadol is still now kind of widely considered an opioid. Uh, so all those scripts have to be prior authorized. So the doctors have to really show that they're using it for the right reason to keep the uh, crisis uh, a little bit more in check these days. Right, right. Will. That makes sense. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the the. Uh, so you're you're gonna watch the rest of both of these, right? You're gonna watch them. Both? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, my wife and I are both watching them. Um, we're gonna we're trying we're kind of going back and forth, like watching the second of one and then watch the second of the other. But um, 
They're heavy, man. Yeah, they're real yeah, heavy. Yeah, they are. They're not, it's not light watching for sure. No, right. not at all. But and man, the performances memories. are so good. Like the one thing um, that's going to weird me out about the Netflix one is that he's uh, it, Matthew Broderick plays Doctor. Oh, yeah, the guy from guy from Your Honor. Can't think of the actor's name. Um. Anyway, the the mob right. boss guy from Your Honor yeah. plays Tim. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to throw me to see that a little bit because I was so yeah. like bingey that, on that. The, right. That. Yeah. So I'm going to see a so new actor doing that character. thing, doing that weird yeah. voice and all that and, stuff. And there's some stuff. They actually go into a pharmacy uh, in that second episode and somebody starts freaking out and the pharmacist in there and they start talking. to And I can, I told you, I think I mentioned years ago how like almost once a week you would see uh, a forgery uh, prescription uh, back then. It was much higher than that back when uh, the peak of the Wild West days of, uh, of, of Oxycontin and, and other opioid and, and Vicodin use, uh, the, the, uh, it was just rampant, the, the, the forgeries and, and how you would, you would have to get really good at catching them and you can't catch them. You, know, you, you can't avoid stepping on a landmine every day. Right. It's insane. Right. Well, there you go. A peak, just a tiny peek into that world, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Dan, let's talk games. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for, uh, let's say we got a big, uh, we do have a holiday coming up. You got the whatever day. What's, what's the holiday coming up? Uh, <laughs> Labor day. Labor day. <laughs> weekend. You got the Labor day weekend. You're sitting around going, oh, post Gen Con. I don't, there is so much. I don't even know what to go play. So I, I'm hoping you have some suggestions for everybody. Oh, um, well, <laughs> I had, I, yes to no. So I had, I had all the solo things, but that's going to take me a little bit longer. So let me give you a recommendation. All right. Um, and this is a game called Everything Ever. Everything this is from the ever. same designer. Right. This is from okay. Floodgate Games. Like it's from the same designer, Nathan Thornton, who did. Uh, he also did uh, Green Team Wins. He also did. Uh, he he also did um, Medium, which is those two games I talked about a lot in here in the past. Great party games, uh, and this would be an, actually an amazing game. Uh, for the Tadpool meetup because it's uh, just such a great party game. And, you know, the key to a good party game is kind of when you're done, nobody really gives a crap who won. You don't even really probably yeah, know who won. I like you, that. It's you like, just have a good time playing Did you have it. fun? Then everybody won, basically. Mm-hmm. is the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this artwork. It's oh, really it's really, cool. really good. Yeah. So basically, everybody's got like kind of a hand of cards and there'll be some cards on the table. Uh, you're going to have, people are going to be putting cards down that'll things like, it'll say like every dinosaur movie or every brand of soap uh, or uh, different types of balls. So, uh, sorry for it's, it's just yeah, it's just balls. I get it. It's just balls. you say balls, we um, all laugh. I'm, I get I'm, it. No, it's fine. I'm uh, I'm, I'm apparently a 12 year old trapped in a 48 year old man's body. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> looks good. So anyway, those cards are in play, and on your turn, you're going to basically say something that fits in one of those categories and something that fits in the other. So maybe you'll say like uh, Jurassic Park and Dial, and then it'll go over to. Because again, we're doing dinosaur movie and soap, not not talking about balls. Sure, uh, we try to talk about balls as little as possible, right? Because uh, that's not my area of expertise as a pharmacist. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so right. then he goes to Ibit, and he's got to do something that fits into those categories as well. Um, you know, something that's not been said previously. If you can't think of something, you're going to play a category card from your hand, from the three cards you have in your hand, and cover up the one you're blanking on. Then name something from that new category. Now, if you can't think of something for that category, you're going to take a, a pile of one of those the cards, and then you're going to kind of flip a new category from the deck. Uh, if, you sits, if you say something that fits in both categories, uh, which sometimes you know they line up pretty well, where you can you can think of I don't know if there was a dinosaur movie that had the name of a soap, you know. Yeah. Dial Rex or something. Uh, or it's 65, <laughs> 65 uh, you know, maybe there's a soap out there called 65. Irish Springosaurus. Yeah. 
right. Uh, so, you, and then you can get rid of one of your penalty cards. It's again, all the little other stuff is not the, the little minutia nobody cares about. It's just the fun of playing these cards and coming up when it, you know, no matter how easy you think something is when it comes to your turn, sure. it's not as easy anymore. Oh yeah, of course. You know what? Oh, I love it. God, I, I like when, uh... a, when a game can be, can successfully be a good time without, without pure defined win conditions. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. Right. That yeah. seems like it seems like uh, not only is that awesome, it seems like really hard to do. Because mm -hmm. if you really want to keep everybody's attention and have a great time, normally the whole point of having win conditions is that that's part of it, right? Like, yeah, if you don't win, right. then what's the point? But if you can create a game where nobody cares about that, really, mm -hmm. and it's just about the experience of that's playing. Really, that's what makes the best challenge. party games yeah. the best party games great. Like uh, sometimes they have you know, a little bit more defined end game of it where it's, oh, you only play for a few rounds. And again, that's also another good party game thing because sometimes they just kind of wear out on their own and you're just like, all right, we're done. But if you have a good, you know, like green team wins, which was also made by the same designer, basically there's three different types of questions. You have these fill in a blank questions, you have multiple choice questions, and then you have a this or that. And then everybody, when you, you, you know, you take a certain amount of randomness, so like five of each type of question, you shuffle them up and then you flip one over. And then uh, it may say blank berry. And then everybody writes a, uh, something down on their dry erase board, and then you flip it over. The majority rules in the game. So if whoever puts the same berry down, mm -hmm. they all get on the green team. So, and then you flip over the next question. Now you want to stay on the green team because as the game says, green team wins. Mm. So throughout the game, you're getting more points for being on the green team and staying on the green team. <laughs> and then, so you're trying to answer these questions uh, and also stay in the majority. So your answer may change because, well, I know what Scott would answer for this question, but do I know what Hibbit would answer? And right. then do I know what Tina will answer? So I got to try to fit what's the majority going to answer. This has got... So uh, that's uh, what makes Green Team wins an amazing party game. I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of that's how cool. things are aesthetically. I really like how this game looks. It just looks like the most easy to pick up and play fun look to it. This yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, both of these, like... Uh, I sh we should have done this episode uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, so I had time to get these and time to take them to. Uh, um, the, you know what? If I would have thought about it, I, I should have thought about it because I could have just sent you guys, you know, or sent you know whoever's you know going to be up there. I could have just sent yeah. it up there. And if I am yeah. going to bring up there, if I'm going to be up there, I can bring these up there. Oh, cool! You have them. Awesome. Leave them. Uh, oh, I don't have anything ever. I had a. Uh, it's funny because they sent me a little kind of starter pack. Uh, because the game was being sold at Gen Con, so they sent a lot of reviewers these little starter packs. Mm -hmm. And I actually gave it to my daughter because it's a perfect icebreaker for college. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. that it is, yeah. I love the subtitle, The Party Game You've Been Preparing for Your Whole Life. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I think that's great. I really, oh, that's everything ever. Green everything ever. Yeah, is, sorry. Uh, Keep mixing yeah, the up. game of thinking like a winner is the <laughs> tagline it's for that so one, good. too. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, awesome. And, uh, the, all three of those games and medium is, uh, you know, again, one of the greatest party games ever. And it's, uh, hmm. and I've talked about that. I'll talk about that another day, but it's just, uh, these, he, Nathan has done just a, such a great job at all these type of party games. And, uh, and, uh, so check that out at, uh, floodgate games, uh, for sure. Yeah. Boys, I hope, uh, I hope I didn't bring us down too heavy on, no. on, the, no, the no, no, no. I, I find that, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I find that stuff super. I mean, it's partly because of my mind, because of the shows, but I'm, uh, the whole the whole twenty year saga of that weird opioid explosion is so weird to me and so interesting to me and how and how it kind of came in under the radar in so many ways and and far you know Purdue Farm is a mess now they're not even a company they're like a, all segmented out and had to settle for billions of dollars and they're not even a I think they're 
I think they're basically bankrupt and you know assets are being sold off or something weird and to go from where they were to where they are and all being run by a single family like it is a fascinating That's story so, i'll tell you this too as, as i get out i've been threatened my, my life has legitimately been threatened that i can remember four times whoa okay, that i was actually scared Four times. One of them was in Madison Square Garden because I was wearing an Islander jersey at a Ranger game. That, that That's fine. I was scared there. The other three times, the other three times were at a pharmacy because of an opioid prescription. Wow. All opioid. And we had to get, yep. Wow. Jeez. Although I'm not surprised to hear one of these was a hockey altercation. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. That's really funny. It scares, scares me too. So if that makes you feel any better. Yeah. What you don't want is a hockey player on opioids. That's what you don't want. Oh, jeez. No. Bad oh, Congo. that's just, Bad well, there's plenty of those and that's for another day. That's for a whole other yeah, day. I'm sure, uh, Dan, have a fantastic time. Grats to your son once again, and also your daughter for her sophomore year. And uh, may you enjoy laying around naked with your wife uh, without anybody knowing it uh, for the next oh, couple of years. Love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye now. <laughs> see you, Dan. <laughs> All right. Nicely done. Yeah, I wish... I wish we could have arranged for a, a dungeon murder uh, deck to make it out to. Oh to shit! Asheville. I keep forgetting. I wanted to send you. I still have time. Wait. When do you leave? You'd tomorrow? have to send it. So I'm leaving tomorrow morning. But um, if you, you'd have to FedEx it to. Uh, to, oh, to I just forgot all about it. What I was going to do is send you my because uh, I have a perfectly working you have the beta deck. Master. Yeah, and that and yeah. that one has a couple of changes in the rules, but nothing major. Uh, it, it's basically functional in every other way. I'm um, no, I just have been so busy, I <laughs> forgot to do it. I just forgot to do it. Forgot. Uh, you know, it happens. Totally fine. Don't totally worry, fine. everybody. Those things are in printing right now. We should have some news as to when those are leaving the house or leaving the factory, whatever it is that's printing them. Anyway, yeah. we're getting close, but yeah, I should. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I may still well, try to you, do that. I was going to say, I'll let you coordinate with um, September because she, I mean, either she or uh, Amy and Chuck won't leave for Asheville until the day after tomorrow. So if you are able, I mean, you know, if it's cheap to FedEx, then uh, that'd be great. And I can always bring it back with me and just UP or, um, you know, USPS it back to you to save on money. But uh, sure. Yeah, we could totally. Yeah, the whole idea in the first place was I I have other things I need to send you. I was just going to pack it all up, including that oh, sent it to you. Gotcha. I just never got around to it. So yeah, I'll talk to <laughs> September after this or Amy cool. or whoever. And you still to. can because I'm, as you know, I'm checking a bag, so I can. If you send all that stuff to September, then I can still uh, take it back home with me. All right, awesome. Have to, I think I'll do that. Have to come here. Yeah. Excellent. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening, watching. Uh, partaking, consuming, absorbing, absorbing. Yes. Yeah, very absorbent. These people, <laughs> like like Chipotle napkins. Yeah, or uh, you know, who's the, who are the towels? We were all oh, bounty. You're like a bounty towel roll. Exactly, the quicker picker upper. Yeah, these this uh, this audience is whatever it is. Cat vomit, uh, soup. Oh, jeez, whatever. Maybe, maybe maybe we're going a little uh, <laughs> taking the, the metaphor yeah, too we'll, far. We'll back that truck up some. Uh, we're done though. Thank you all for listening. Patreon.com slash TMS is how the show is supported. So if you're sitting around going, man, I got this dollar in my pocket that I don't spend all month. I don't know where to put it. I have the perfect place for it. Patreon.com slash TMS. Get in there now, read up about why, and, uh, you'll be surprised how cool it is to be a supporter of our show. Patreon.com slash TMS. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash TMS. Uh, today at noon, I'll be co-streaming with John Jagger uh, for Core. We'll be co-streaming the Gamescom presentation. Oh, cool! From Cologne, Germany. Be watching some of that to get uh, the free uh, Marvel Snap drops. 
Oh, like right. Spider-Man card and avatar and all that stuff. So, yeah. I think they have, I think they make you do that on, it's a Twitch drop, isn't it? Yes, it's so, a Twitch drop. So here's so what you want to do. If you want to watch, if you want the drops. I'll have to watch that want, one directly. Yeah. yeah and it, or, but if you also want to see my thing, what you do is you put mine up main, but you have another browser window open with the other thing. You get your drops, you just mute that mm-hmm. window and you still, <laughs> you win either way. Love it. Love it, love yeah. it, anyway, all over it. That'll yes. be fun. So, and if you if you can't catch it, we'll be putting it all up later on archive. So watch for that. Cool. Uh, that's it, I think. Should we do a song and get out? We should do a song. Before we do that, I want to be, uh, do throw out a big thanks to Bobby Frankenberger. He's going to be covering for me tomorrow. Thank you, Bobby. Oh yeah. And uh, have a good time. Enjoy your enjoy your uh, your co host duties tomorrow. Should be take a good him, time. We're going to bring in take um, seriously. Uh, we're going to do recommendals. He'll he'll bring a recommend a recommendation. Yeah, uh, but I have it on good authority that Randy is bringing a very indie, small, never heard of thing that no mm, one's ever seen good. before. Something that so totally under the radar. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, that's going to be great. I know you won't. You won't believe it. It'll be just like, whoa! I need to subscribe to the strangest service to even get this. Oh, it's like another one of these under the you know like these these uh, rec- uh, the services that we've never heard of. Oh man, jeez. <laughs> yeah, geez. yeah you right. think that Wow Plus thing is weird? When till you hear about this? Oh, great. Anyway, that's tomorrow uh big, big day tomorrow so come on back for that don't uh, no show thursday just a reminder everybody's gone brian's gone i have a, D, a doctor thing wendy's not here we're just there's just no show so yeah it's just it was the perfect storm to take a day off yep. is what it was. that's what that is but we don't cool. we don't like leaving you guys empty-handed so play a play a song brian what do you got there? i got a song this one came from barry who barry. i just had dinner with the night before last uh he says hello good sirs ren is celebrating her golden birthday that's their daughter on the 23rd of August. That is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Let's party. Congratulations. Excellent. Uh, He says, we're in Fort Collins visiting her as she starts her journey into a master's degree of toxicology. Get her hooked up with uh, Dan, too. Should I be worried she's learning about toxic substances and excellent infectious diseases her senior year? Question mm, mark? Mm. <laughs> For sure. Thanks, as always. And can we hear the original, I don't like bees? Oh, sure. Um, been a bit. So let's see if I can find it. Is this it? Is it ten- nope. Hold on. I got it here. Uh, bees. Oh, I wish this thing had a search. Hold on. You know what? Let's do it the old-fashioned way. For Barry, it's worth it. It's worth it for Barry. Yes, absolutely. Maybe Uh, it's Barry. Maybe it's worth it. No. Maybe she's born worth it. What is it? She's worth it? She's Maybelline. Here it is. I found it. I don't like... Nope. That's the song version. Where's the (laughs) one? I like that. (laughs) That's not it either because it's slowed down. I got to find this. Here it is. I don't like bees. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about a cover of What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction? Uh, great suggestion, Barry. And uh, this is another thing. I like covers of One Direction more than One Direction. This is the band Victims of Circumstance. It is a, uh, boy, an edgier version of this song. Maybe a little ska for those of you who like ska, as mm-hmm. I do. Came out on their 2012 album, Decades. Here are the Victims of Circumstance and What Makes You Beautiful. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You're insecure, don't know what for You're turning heads when you walk through the door Don't need makeup to cover up Feel the way that you are is enough 
What is your meaning? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.